Hello, Joe. How are you doing? And you're very welcome to this uh, podcast, Sports Management Podcast. How are you keeping? Yeah, I'm doing good, thanks. Yeah, doing doing good. Busy, but good. That's that's the way to have it. So yeah, you've you've been uh, you've been you've been dealing with a lot of different things uh, as uh, with the with four four two sports management group, and uh, none more so than a new academy that you're helping uh, to re- that's based in England, and you're helping to recruit some players from uh, from the U- from leagues and that from teams and that in uh, the USA. Could you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, so what it is, it's uh, Macclesfield FC. So Macclesfield Town, as we all know, uh, ceased to exist as, as a league club and they had their financial difficulties. Um, but the club's got a new owner in place. Uh, there's a, a new team involved, people like Robbie Savage um, and other high-profile people that are going to take the club and, and get it back to where it belongs. Um, and part of that is their international academy. So what they're looking to do is recruit high school seniors in America at 18, 19, uh, bring them over to the UK where they'll be on a three-year course studying either Preston, Manchester or London. And then alongside that, they've then got the football development side where they'll be playing in Macclesfield International Academy side against other academies as a pathway to the first team you know, if they're excelling at, at what they do as well. That's very good. And could this be a pathway maybe for Macclesfield Town to maybe go back to being a, a league club again? Or is it just going to be purely just just purely as an academy for um, developing players? Well, no, yeah. They're going to be in a similar situation to what Berry FC were. So when Berry were expelled from the league because of you know the, the various issues they had there, they've had to reform and, and start off lower down the pyramid. Um, it's the same with Macclesfield as well. They're just waiting to see where they're placed in the pyramid system. It will be outside of, you know, not, not League Two status or National League. It'll be a little bit further down. Um, but they're just trying to build the club back up. So they've still got the stadium, the training facilities, all the infrastructure of a, a professional football team. Um, so there will be, you know, a first team, an under-23 team, under-18 team, alongside the International Academy as well. So it's just trying to bring new talent into the club and, and, and raise the profile of the club once again. That's it, because it's it's a very good project. Because, I mean, uh, in, in in the USA now, they, they, they do a, sem- a similar thing now. There's a lot of scholarships actually through universities, and that's how players, I suppose, get uh, careers with the top clubs in the MLS, you know, they, they go over to America, they study, they get a scholarship in a university over there, so they get they, you know, they do, they do their degree course, and in return, their fees are paid for and they play soccer, and you know, there, there's, because I was talking to one, one of your clients there as well, during the week, and um, you yeah, know, he was saying that, that like, you know, there, there was yeah, that's right. And uh, there was uh, supposed to be one, a couple of different tournaments and uh, cups and that that was supposed to have been um, going ahead, but due to COVID, they were cancelled. And it, he found it frustrating because there was uh, their kind of matches and that and tournaments that, you know, maybe scouts go to, you know, scouts from the MLS. And that's that's another pathway to playing with for players to get spotted by we say for example LA Galaxy or whatever you know 
So that was rather frustrating for him. So um, this is this is kind of something in in a similar way, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's like it's like the role reversal, really. So, um, so the players, the, they get the funding in the same in America. They get the funding the same way as if they're studying in the US, but that can transfer yeah. across you know, to fund this course. Um, so yeah, we've got a few different Zoom meetings set up with. So I've been liaising with quite a few academies because well with with America obviously they've got the the league structure and 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 the clubs within the leagues and the divisions they also have quite a few independent academies as well so whereas here it would be a football club that's community based they have kind of like their own academies all set up all in different places um you know so there's thousands and thousands of academies over there with a different range of people really so it's just been a case of liaising with different coaches in America, you know, pitching the idea to them, getting them interested. And then they're pitching to their players who are looking at their options of of what they want to do. That's it, because I suppose it, it's like players based over based over in the UK. They like you know, to see what, what you can get over over in the US over in the USA. You know, they they like to, you know, obviously it's good to get a degree under your belt. Uh, for you know, so you'll have something under your belt for like when you retire or whatever. Uh, you know, to have that degree because um, you know, for whatever reason, sometimes things don't work out. So it it is it is a good way of doing it because I suppose it's like the role reversal, as you just said there. You know, of um, young players going from from England over to the over to the USA. It's the same for over here, but it's also it's a great way of developing developing um players as well so it's uh, you know there's a, there's a lot of benefits and i suppose you know where 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 is it at now and how are you finding how are you finding it uh, how are things going at the moment with, with the project and uh, you know it, it's an exciting thing for you to be for 442 sports management group to be involved in isn't it it is yeah because that's part of our you know ethos as, as an agency is is taking a young player helping them, you know, hopefully progress a career through football, but alongside that, developing a career that if the playing side doesn't take off, they've got a backup. So the courses that are on offer, it's like a, there's four different courses they can do. So there's like a sports business management course, a football studies course, there's the nutrition and exercise sciences and a sports therapy one as well. So what it's doing there is it's saying to the people, Yes, pursue the career in football and see how far you can go. But alongside the access to the you know top quality coaching and facilities, you're also going to have a degree at the end, which could take you in and keep you within football. If they get a bad injury or they just don't make the grade, if at least they've got a degree they can fall back on to keep involved in sport or... If they do make it as a player, they've got something to fall back on afterwards to keep within the game. They've got something to focus on and, and keep them going, really. That's it. And of course, whereabouts? Um, I mean, when did when did the program? Where did the um, the project start? It's it's just starting up now. So, in terms of yeah. Macclesfield, they were, you know, acquired by the new owner and and putting quite a lot of money into the club and updating all the infrastructure and, and doing all that side of 
rebuilding everything really and this is due to then start this year so in like september october time will be when it really you know hopefully we can really get it up and running up to a good level let's see then that's it, and so it's it's only open to players coming from from the USA over to England. So it's not open to we say people from Ireland or any other your any other uh, leagues in Europe or anything. It's just purely a connection between the USA and the UK kind of thing. Or is there, or maybe down the line is there a chance that we say other 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 players from around Europe that they could get it that they could get involved in something like this as well or is that what's the story with that? It is open to to other countries as well, yeah. So players from yeah. we're predominantly focusing they've asked me to predominantly focus on the American market simply because of how vast the country is and how yeah. they're currently set up with all of these independent academies. So for example I've spoken to some academies where they've got 30 or 40 players that they operate within two different teams at that one age group so there's quite a lot of people there to go to uh, whereas yeah if you if we were approaching people in europe or or things like that they haven't got quite the same setup so it would just not be more difficult to speak to the right people but there's a lot more legwork involved to make sure you speak to the right people yeah which is what we're working and i suppose really Sorry, when you when you look at um, how far uh, soccer in in the USA has come on, like I mean, years ago, fifteen twenty years ago, if you asked if you asked a member of the public over in America about soccer, they'd say, "What are you on about?" Uh, yeah. But uh, I know I know that the ladies' game now as well, and that that's another kind of thing I was wondering about. Is there a team for ladies as well, or is it just yes, men at the moment? Yes, male and female players. Yeah, male and female players. That that's great. Another thing, because I mean, um, you know, soccer over in America, lady soccer in America at the moment is huge. I mean, that's that's the place. It's it's kind of nearly, you know, the way in the men's game, it's kind of everyone wants to play for Real Madrid or Barcelona or in America they they want to play for LA Galaxy or over here Man or over in the UK Man City. You know, it's it's kind of nearly like that. That's that's America is kind of like that for the ladies' game, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's massive. I mean, for for a long time they've been, you know, number one, number two, you know, team in the world. And again, they've put a lot of focus on that. And as well, the parents in America they are pushing children towards soccer, as they call it, rather than American football, because there's all the concerns there about the long-term effects of impacts to the head and different injuries and things like where parents are yeah. moving them away from American football and, and pushing them to more towards soccer, which obviously good, yeah. good all round really for the, for the game over there. And of course it, it keeps them on a, a structured and disciplined way of life as well, because as we know, like, I suppose maybe not a cultural thing that that might be a bit unfair, but I suppose from, you know, like the problems in the US, you know, there are a lot of, in different parts of America, we say like, I know New York or whatever, you you know, there's there's these problems with gangs and people may be going down the wrong road. Well, this this is something, like you just said, this is is something that can uh, set people down the right path as opposed to going down the wrong wrong road and 
getting involved in in bad things like that, and uh, it it gives it gives um, I suppose a new opportunity to someone that that might be able to, you know, that instead of them going down that road, this is an opportunity to of a better life. Definitely, and and as well with this as well with the club being involved so closely with the player, there's that support network there as well. So. If, if obviously somebody wants to move from the US and come to the UK to study, they might be on their own. You know, they might have a support network that mile, you know, thousands of miles away from home. Whereas with it being a club environment, you know, they've got that group of players that they're going to be training with, potentially studying with if they're on, on the same course. So they've got that support network of a common goal of a group of players, same age, sticking together. But also the club can offer the support network to the roles to help them settle in uh, because of things they're not sure of. They've got that helping hand, that extra way of just helping them, really. Because it can be difficult, can't it? That, that you know, formative years, 18, 19, being away from home, you know, it can be quite difficult sometimes. But they have got that there to help them out. That's it. And like, as I said there, you know, I was talking to Zach there during the week and, uh, you know, one or two other players that I was interviewing. And I think the one play, the one thing, like, you know, some players, we say, coming from different countries. And I was, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, they're kind of saying, well, you know, there's that adjustment into a new culture. Like, so, you know, I was interviewing one player and um, he, he came from Australia to England and he was saying that, the first thing, the first thing above all else was the weather. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's a big shock, about, isn't it? You know, the, the, the first thing he said was the weather it was a lot colder and things like that. So, I mean, that there, there's all, all those kind of things. But I think, you know, like in life, and it's the same in soccer, I think, you know, and I've experienced it myself, and you have as well, I'm sure, is, you know, it's the whole thing of traveling and exploring other countries and learning new cultures. It, it, it makes you, a bit, it, it, you know, it's, it, um, it develops you as a person. And of course, you know, in that, in your case, you know, with the players coming into America, it develops them, it develops them as people as well. And, uh, you know, you learn so much from traveling and going to different cultures. And, uh, so, so not only from a footballing point of view, will the, will the players be benefiting it, but they'll be also experience a whole new culture, a different way of doing things. I suppose a new style of training and uh, a new mechanism, you know, a new, um, shall we say, setup and that professional setup and, uh, you know, the facilities that are available to these players when they do come or when they do come to the when they do go to the UK. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's what it's about. So yeah, they've got. The excellent facilities at the university level, the excellent facilities at the club. Um, and yeah, it's about giving them them experiences. And as well as part of the learning to and studying here, as part of their like visa conditions, they are actually able to work part-time as well. So again, they'll be mixing with people, not necessarily that are part of their group in terms of the football club or, or the football team or group you were on the course with they can work part-time as well um so they'll be again be mixing with different people and, and, and experiencing different things and you know it's all part of the package really of, of what they can do and of course there is the potential because as i said earlier on there you, you know uh, because of how, how well and how great the uh, the development of soccer and how soccer is getting on over in america 
these players coming over, they could turn, they could prove down the year, you know, in, in a couple of years' time or in years to come, they could prove to be like world class players. Um, that maybe you know they start off, you know, they start off with the raw material as in the player that's coming over, and then after a couple of years, they will learn so much, maybe tactically, strategically, I suppose, uh, analysis, all the, all these kind of things. Through all that, then they, you know, they become a more intelligent. Well, I'm not saying that they're not intelligent as they are, but I'm saying, you know, through all the things that they learn through this academy. They'll become, I suppose, better able to read the game, and uh, I suppose, in a, to a more European style of playing soccer. Yeah, because I think technique-wise, you know, wherever whichever country you go to, technique-wise, it's all the same. But I think with people coming in to play football over here, there's that intensity, that desire to win, that not necessarily. Obviously, everybody wants to win a game of football, but the intensity, the way that people live and breathe football here the way people it's like a religion it's the heart and soul of, of it's communities more yeah more in England as well isn't yeah it? I mean I know the first time in, when I was at like a sixth form we had a team from Australia come over uh, that were touring different parts of the country and technique wise you know they weren't much different to us but they said they couldn't believe at how intense how physical we played so you know, we easily beat them. And they said afterwards they couldn't believe that physical element, the intense element of, you know, of how, how the game was played. That's what the difference they found. That's it. And, um, you know, it's going to be beneficial in a lot of ways. And another thing that we, we, we can cover as well in the podcast is, you know, I suppose other kind of, shall we say, fake agencies are... Um, I suppose another word, maybe it might be unfair, but it's something you might agree with is, um, shall we say, self-serving agents that are just kind of what, what I think it's something we've covered on, on previous uh, podcasts as well is they're more out to make, it's more what they can get out, make out of the player rather than what the player, what the, the best interests of the player. So that, that's something maybe that we could focus on as well. And uh, shall we say like fake agents that aren't, yeah. don't have their best at the best interests at heart. And that, that, that can go on. I suppose you see that kind of more as an elite level or does it go on in lower level lower level soccer as well? Or what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, there is a problem with it at the moment. Given, Given the situation with COVID, given the situation with the uncertainty of, of leagues completing or finishing or leagues that finished early and players being released, there's a lot of people out there that are trying to take advantage of people. Um, I've had you know, uh, an experience, first-hand experience of that this week. Um, so one of the female players we've recently signed to the agency, and um, she just mentioned to me at the weekend, she said that prior to signing with us as an agency, she just dipped yeah. her toe in terms of looking at what agents were available, what opportunities were available, just chatting to different people. Um, and somebody approached her and said, we can give you a trial. There's a club in Sweden that wants to give you a trial. Um, the club is going to put you on a trial for seven to 10 days. They'll cover your flights. Um, all we need is a payment for your accommodation. Um, 
And this particular person was quite pushy with the player where they were saying, you know, this opportunity is time limited. We need you to do it now and pressuring, pressuring. And she couldn't get the time off work. And she was in two minds about it and thought, well, it doesn't really tally up what you're saying. But, you know, because obviously you've got that idea in your head that you want to play football and you've got this potential offer there and you can get blinkered by it. Um, but then we had the lockdown where flights weren't allowed to leave to certain countries, so she couldn't get to Sweden. So she just mentioned to me, to me at the weekend about it. Um, so she gave me the, the name and the number of this person that had made the offer. I'd simply sent a message through saying, you know, please, can we have the documentation from the club to show that the, the trial offer's been made? Um, and then the message just got ignored and my number got blocked. And then this agent, if that's who it is, um, sent an abusive message to the player, basically saying, oh, I see you've got yourself an agent, deal's off, deal's gone. Um, so then I then contacted the club directly in Sweden, who confirmed that they yeah. don't have any dealings with the agent. They're not looking to trial any players at, at all. And they'd also not offered a trial to, to the player that we represent. Uh, well, basically, the agent was a cop man. Pretty much, yeah. Now, the name, the name, she'd obviously the name that he'd given to the player. And um, I did some research, and on the name appears, the same name appears as a as a, a registered FA intermediary. Um, but in the past, you know, I've come across this before, where these scammers just take anybody's name that is registered, and set up fake LinkedIn profiles or fake different things, you know. So as a precaution, I've just gone directly to the FA and, and give them screenshots of all the conversations, um, give them the name and the number and just said, can you just double check that this registered agent, this isn't his number that you've got on your system? Because otherwise he's basically trying to rip people off. Or, you know, I've, I've not publicly named the person that who's they said they were because it it may well be just a scammer using somebody else's name but it's just it's not on really it's not fair yeah well that's it and uh, i mean um but do, do you ever get the situation where other agents we say in your case you're you're an agency for for player that you have and there's obviously a lot of very happy players and coaches that are signed that you have as clients. Would you ever get other agencies we say like that scammer maybe trying to um trying to poach the players and coaches that you have so to t- so that they'll go away from you or like do you ever see that going on or do, do it Yeah, there've yeah. been a couple of instances in the past where people have approached a player that signed with us and said you know, this has happened or, you know, we can do this or do that for you. And the players have just said to me, look, this guy's approached me. I've just told him, you know, I'm represented by you. Um, Because one of the key things as well is that if I engage in a conversation with a player, one of the first questions I'll ask is, you know, are you represented by an agent? Are you under contract with an agent? Because if we enter into negotiation with a player that's already contracted elsewhere, and if you get reported to the FA, you know, you can be sanctioned for that. So that's what I always try to make clear beforehand is, you know, are you suddenly represented or not? If they're not represented, have a conversation. If they are, I'll just say, I can't really talk to you because, you know, somebody else 
looks after you sort of thing. So, yeah, that's it. And I suppose uh, finally, just uh, just on another uh, positive note, you've you have you've had some uh, additional clients uh, that have signed uh, that you have signed up. Uh, can you tell us a bit about them, about the new players that you've brought in um, and uh, that you're working with at the moment? Yes, we've brought in um, a couple more players into the agency. Uh, again, players that have got good potential. You know, they're with uh, football league clubs, uh, scholarship level, so they're working hard, studying as well as playing football. So again, it's just really assessing what their needs are, what they're currently doing, what who they're currently playing for, how long that's likely to last for, and then just assessing their needs from there. And we're also working with uh, like a. a a young coach down in Cambridgeshire. So he's currently working with um, Kennet FC and Cambridge United FC as well. Um, so he's like an up and coming coach. So we are looking because we'd seen through somebody that we, you know, we in regular contact with that he needed some help with some sponsorship in order to purchase some equipment that he could use to coach young players. So, you know, we're all about looking to give back to the game and, and grassroots football. So we are looking to, to sort out the sponsorship for him, give him the money that he needs to get that equipment just to get him up and running, really. That's it. And it, like, I mean, every everyone gains that way. Then, you know, he gets to, the sponsor, gets someone that they can support and it, it's good for the sponsor. The player gets the player. The player gets the money they need, and you know, and, and you representing the player, so every, everyone is happy, which is great. Um. So listen, thanks very much for taking the time out uh, to do uh, to do the sport sports management podcast, and we look to- look forward to talking to you. That's great. Soon. Thanks for your time. Thank you. No problem. Thanks very much. And that is Joe Jeffcott, CEO of uh, CEO of Four.